0: this is kevin conroy the voice of batman this is lauren lester the voice of robin and nightwing and you're listening to the dcau review hosted by cal and liam streaming at dcaureview.com and on your favorite podcast app Welcome everybody to another bonus episode of the DCAU Review. I am one of your hosts, Cal. With me, my good friend, good brother, the man that runs our Twitter account. That's right, it's Liam. Liam, it's been a a little bit since we've done a bonus episode. It felt like we did about 40 of them. Uh, in the end of last year and or the early part of this year but uh, we took a little break from some bonus episodes there wasn't a whole lot uh, of bonus coverage to have but uh, we've set a precedent here when it comes to uh, to talking about Batman caped Crusader and uh, I, I think there's plenty of news to talk about today when it comes to this potentially uh, non-existent uh, no longer going to be a thing cartoon question mark maybe. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, like you said, it's been a while. I think we were doing uh, at least two, sometimes three bonus episodes a month in addition to all of our regular episodes for about six or seven months last year uh, into this year. So I think, yeah, we we earned a little bit of a reprieve. But yes, we are back with uh, the latest news. And it really kicked off with a bang on, uh, I believe it was, was uh, Monday evening when it was reported by various outlets that uh batman cape crusader and several other uh, D- uh warner brothers animated projects which were slated to go onto the hbo max streaming service were being and the quote was
0: axed yikes yeah uh it was quite shocking well i don't know if sh- shocking i think Upsetting is probably the best uh, best descriptor for it. Shocking, maybe not so much if you have been following the news at all with the Warner Brothers Discovery merger starting with maybe uh, the biggest news over the last month or so was that the Batgirl live action film that uh, had gotten some some pretty big publicity right around Fandome last year. We saw a lot of the mm-hmm. first looks and uh, there was lots of talk uh, over the spring. I believe they were doing some filming. There were some leaked images from the set. We saw some, some, uh, some appearances from Michael Keaton's Batman and uh, knew that he was going to supposedly be a, uh, at least play a part in that film. So uh, there was lots of buzz around this for a period of time, but then all of a sudden there was nothing. And then the Warner Brothers Discovery merger happened, and uh, very very shortly after that things began to uh, to drop off of off of the uh, the plate, so to speak. Uh, as we learned that there were lots of budget cuts coming, as as seems to be the case when these mergers happen, as uh, people were being let go, projects were being axed. And then Batgirl uh, was probably the highest profile one that got the axe, as we learned that a, uh, a $90 million investment from, from HBO Max and Warner Brothers at the, at the time, or what had been rumored to be $90 million or so, was going to be axed, never to be seen by anyone And uh, and and and, uh, much to the dismay of a lot of people that were excited to see what uh, the first live action Batgirl film would bring, Uh, but uh, that would not be the first nor the last uh, last thing, (laughs) as you mentioned, that would get the axe and, uh, as you mentioned earlier this week, we learned not only. Uh, did uh, did uh, some of the other films and projects get shelved? There was a lot of cartoons that were on HBO Max that were going to be removed mm-hmm. uh, that kind of just overnight disappeared off of that. We learned that uh, this is and this is kind of above my pay grade, uh, but it seems that there's uh, some tax incentives for... Warner Brothers Discovery to to remove some of these projects and write them off as losses uh, for potential tax credits. I don't know. It seems weird that losing money makes you money somehow, but uh, I guess that's, uh, again, I'm not smart enough to understand that strategy, Liam. Yeah.
1: My understanding is there may also be some uh, avoiding of residual payments. Imagine that involved with these projects mm-hmm. that uh, also factored into the decision. But yes, that is that's been uh, that's been going on for quite a bit. With as you said, Cal, stuff that was already produced, including the Aquaman cartoon trilogy of of sort of short films they had done last year, and and several other animated projects and other uh, HBO Max originals all getting pulled. There's talk that they're going to be sort of merging the HBO Max streaming service with uh, the Discovery-like reality show-based uh, streaming service, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they're they're only looking for things that they or they only want to spend money on on quote unquote originals if they think they're gonna pull in, I guess, like record number subscribers and everything else that they think they can they can get rid of they're they're cutting and and in the case of these uh, upcoming projects which were already in production including uh, you know DCAU alum Paul Dini had was a a writer on the sequel to the CGI animated Scooby-Doo movie that was supposed to be coming out around the holidays that was canned along with Batgirl as you already mentioned there so they're they're just in this uh, very unprecedented at least at least as far as it unfolding in this way on a streaming service with not only already produced things disappearing, but also things that are about to be finished or were finished in some cases getting uh, kind of pulled at the, at the 11th hour here. So it, it, it does feel pretty unprecedented and that sort of led us up to uh, where we were, as I said earlier this week, when, uh, when the word was that, Caped Crusader, among other projects, will not be moving forward, at least not at HBO Max
0: yeah and that's why we're here we are not obviously a hollywood gossip uh podcast. <laughs> so uh if you are listening to this you're wondering why all of this pertains uh perhaps if you're not watching on youtube and didn't enjoy our our wonderful thumbnail uh yeah the the story came down that uh batman caped crusader along with several other projects which included Mary uh, merry little batman the day the earth blew up uh, a looney tunes movie bye bye bunny a looney tunes movie musical and did i do that to the holidays a steven or a steve urkel story and uh, the amazing world of gumball the movie all were being pulled from hbo max um however there was uh according to the hollywood reporter which uh, was one of the, the the places that broke the story uh and their uh, specifically their heat vision blog uh caped crusader was being shopped to various different outlets with the potential of of maybe selling it to one or the rights to one of the other streaming services in hopes that it would get picked up so that was the initial sort of bright light at the end in a very (laughs) dark story um that perhaps one of these additional streaming services that are that are always looking for content would be look you know be interested in and uh perhaps see the value in a batman caped crusader amongst the other projects of course you know lots of lots of other people have put time and sweat and and blood and tears into those other projects I'm sure we we are most interested in the the Batman project specifically being a DCAU Mm -hmm. podcast but uh, you know hoping crossing fingers that uh, one of the myriad of other streaming services would be interested with a with a likely built-in Fan base. I guess that would be the the main thing going for it is having Matt Reeves, J.J. Abrams, Bruce Tim, James Tucker all tied to this project, mm-hmm. and knowing. What a, a massive merchandise mover! Batman: The Animated Series remains to this day uh, could work in the favor of of uh, Batman Caped Crusader. And then just yesterday, uh, yesterday or f- Thursday or Friday of this week, we learned um, through that same Heat Vision blog that it sounds like sounds like there could be some good news on the horizon for Caped Crusader.
1: Yeah, so it looks like there was uh, pretty much immediate interest once that uh, that news item came out that they were looking to shop these projects around that they weren't just shutting them down uh, that uh, at least for *Cape crusader uh, that uh, apple tv plus what a terrible name for a streaming show.
0: <laughs> everything uh, is everything <laughs> by the way every we need to get rid of the plus as as the thing that doesn't yeah, streaming services
1: what are we doing what is that about let's
0: I, it's terrible it's awful
1: but uh, yes yeah, so we have so we have apple in the mix we have netflix and hulu uh, of course, Hulu kind of being uh, an arm of of Disney, with them owning the the Fox Entertainment side of things now. So uh, it looks like there are no shortage of sh- of suitors for for uh, for this show, which makes sense because it's it. And I think this is what is the most interesting thing to me. Again, it's not someone who is an expert on on. Hollywood or the industry or, you know, revenue and how all this stuff works is every other streaming service in the game, except for HBO max seems to be, we want to stack original programming and, and things that you have to come to our, our, our service to get.
0: Right. You know, it makes Disney- sense. It makes sense. Cause you, it's almost double dipping, right? Mm-hmm. Because you produce the content and uh, you're, you don't ha- you're not licensing it to anybody else. You bring in new subscribers, in theory. So you have a built in audience, so let's say for Batman Cape Crusader, for instance. So you're going to attract those people that know Bruce Tim and James Tucker, that have the nostalgic love for Batman, the animated series. Hey, that sounds like us. Um, <laughs> but you also have you know the names of J.J. Of Abrams and Matt Reeves tied to it, also. Matt Reeves, obviously, with the smash hit that was the Batman earlier in the year. Um, has really become a juggernaut and and much, much uh, more than likely a household name in most cases. J.J. Abrams certainly is a divisive figure, as we learned when (laughs) when the announcement came out that he was tied into this project as well. But you do have a significant portion of of, uh, supporters for J.J. Abrams uh, and projects that he works on. So you bring in the two different sets of fandoms, almost three sets of, of fans there. You have a built-in base there for support to bring into the HBO Max. All right, I'm going to go subscribe and spend my $9.99 a month or mm-hmm. 11.99 or whatever it is to watch the show. Oh, and guess what? I can also, if I stream these other, if while I'm here, I'm also going to stream these other original projects. I have all these Uh, this access to all this other HBO Mm -hmm. content. Oh, I'm introduced to these originals, these other things that HBO can then go say, look, we now have a built-in audience for this side of things. these live action things, these dramas, whatever it is. And now we're going to sell, you know, advertising because they now have a commercial tier. So we can now sell commercials at X amount of dollars. Again, I'm not an economist. I'm, I'm not a Hollywood insider, but that's kind of what seems like the strategy is right.
1: Yeah, that seems to have been the name of the game for the last last few years, especially. Now, there are certain, uh, I guess, advantages if you don't want the overhead of running a streaming service and you just want to sell your content for some sort of rights fee. Um, The most obvious example is obviously various sports networks are making deals with Amazon and and things like that, or you have, uh, you know, this is uh, this is this goes towards my my other podcast that I do, but WWE has a deal with the NBC streaming service, Pod uh, Peacock, where WWE used to have all of their stuff on their own streaming service. Instead, they closed that down and then moved all of their content over to Peacock and they get a rights fee for that. So I guess my thought is is this the beginning of Warner Brothers going, te- maybe kicking the tires on? Uh, and this is again, this is wild ste- speculation, but is Warner Brothers maybe kicking the tires on? What if we got out of the the streaming business as far as having our own in-house uh, uh, streaming service and just started licensing our stuff out to the highest bidder? And is are these new projects going to be a canary in the coal mine for that uh, for that strategy? I wonder.
0: Yeah, I I think. There's certainly again, I, I don't know the numbers and it's so hard to know because, I you know, I don't know how many of the internal figures and what it costs to maintain a streaming service that again, that's mm-hmm. all above my my pay grade. I know that keeping up and making things user friendly and that's HBO Max is not the most user friendly Uh, I I, I think there was a meme that came out uh, a a few months after HBO Max launched and it was like HBO Max feels like they're mad at you for wanting to use (laughs) streaming service or something like that like they begrudge you for trying to use their streaming service so it's not very user friendly. Um, So you you have to, I'm sure the maintenance and upkeep and all of that, and you're paying for the servers to stream. I I don't know what that costs. If you look though, if you have all these people that are coming in and looking at your numbers and saying, where can we slash slash things? Uh, What areas can we save money in? And they see this albatross of a of a streaming service and say hey we might not make as much money in in the long run if we just start licensing this product to another to another streaming service mm-hmm. but if you follow the news at all, you know that some of those other streaming services, Netflix very publicly has had issues recently with losing subscribers and Mm -hmm. uh, their, their own original content not being well received or well appreciated. So if you have another streaming service that's panicking or that's that's hemorrhaging viewers that needs to figure out how to attract new people, they might be willing to pony up some more money um, and enough money to entice you to just say, hey, let's let's focus on on creating good content that we can then get other people to pay for, as opposed to having this bottom line that sort of drags everything down and betting on our own ability to, to sort of create a, a user-friendly experience that attracts people. Um, I think there's certainly a strategy to that and it makes sense. And I think w- when we saw everybody getting into the streaming game, this was certainly one of the, the potential uh, issues that we saw with just things being watered down and not having the same user experience and uh, just not having good enough content to, to justify a, a $10 a month Uh, price point. So yeah, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of factors that go into that. But I think the most exciting thing about this is coming out of that story that there's interest from these other streaming services is that It's not just dead in the water. It's not just this is the end of this project. You know, there is hope for this. And if it's already coming out, that there's multiple services, it's not just like, yeah, they're going to sell it to Cartoon Network, which is like sort of selling it to yourself. You have these other outside entities that are interested. That bodes very, very well um, for for this potentially at least getting at least one season and then if you know if it, it attracts enough viewers going forward you know having having additional seasons made afterwards so that's that's the most important thing I think to us is okay so it's axed it's not going to HBO Max is there enough interest and then having almost immediate uh, an immediate response saying that there are multiple interests is is a great sign.
1: Yeah, I think that is that is the thing, and there, I mean, there there is precedent not just for you know for shows that are produced by one company that seemingly already has outlets where they would air it, but instead it gets sold to another network or another company. Um, you know, massive massive hits on on TV are sometimes produced by quote unquote rival networks. So you think of like, you know, The Big Bang Theory was a Warner Brothers show and that aired on CBS for a million years, and huh? and and then you think I mean, you think about Batman the animated series, right? That was produced. Oh, yeah and aired on Fox on Fox even though you know there was a WB network obviously eventually it it came over to w, to the WB in reruns but it was it was aired on Fox I and mean, even even in more modern times things like Gotham and the Constantine show were were produced in-house at Warner Brothers and then sh- and then shopped around to other television networks so i guess this is not completely unprecedented in the television industry when you think about it it just feels so unprecedented for this brave new world of streaming where everything has been about hoarding as much content and as much intellectual property as you can and uh, and and trying to get people to kind of look your way when it, when they're deciding if and how many streaming services they plan on uh, on signing up for but uh, yeah it's the, the more pressing matter at hand as far as as far as batman cape crusader uh, yeah it is it's it's good because when you see that headline your your heart immediately sank i think everybody's did who's listening to this certainly when they first saw that so figuring out that it's not dead in the water and that hey uh, hopefully a lot more of these uh, you know all these other animated projects will hopefully also get shopped around and and hopefully there's there's still going to be a way for these uh, you know these dc animated movies and, and tv shows and and you know non dc projects that still have a way to you know have these passionate creative people working on them and to see their work come to fruition because you know nobody wants to pour their heart and soul into a show or a movie for six months or a year just to you know have it get written off on (laughs) the ledgers of Warner Brothers taxes and never seen again or never heard about again. So uh yeah I'm 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 it's I think there's a reason to be optimistic, even though it's maybe still a little disconcerting because there's always that fear of like, well what if the deal doesn't get done? (laughs) Right. Uh, then then we might be back to square one but as of now we know and this was noted in several places including that hollywood reporter article and tvline all of the all six of these uh, projects we mentioned that got uh, axed at hbo this week are all still continuing production as normal as far as uh, you know voice, voice acting and finishing up the animation recording music for them so they they are still uh, they're produced it seems as though the production of all of these uh, projects is going along business as usual so I don't think it's not as if we're we pressed pause and and the the creators have to wait for the show to get picked up before they continue. It seems that Warner Brothers is continuing on as if these shows will be airing and airing next year or, or the year beyond whenever they were planned to come out. It's just not exactly clear where they're going to land. So, yeah, as far as the the Warner Brothers animation side of things, they are seemingly continuing production as. As if the show will be airing on time. So we haven't heard anything about delays or anything or, or, uh, or any further uh, issues in that department. And it's just we're we're just not really aware of where the show will be airing once it is finished and, and ready to go.
0: Yeah, that's right. And uh, actually, you just mentioned a second ago, as far as production continuing, one of the interesting side effects of this story coming out, leaking, or not leaking, but breaking on Twitter this week was uh, we learned at least one of the casting, uh, one of the exciting uh, castings that was done for this show that uh, learned via Twitter that this had been axed from HBO Max, unfortunately, (laughs) Uh, but we, uh, we did learn this week uh, via his own comment on, on his Twitter page that the great Dietrich Bader uh, is actually attached to this project and will be doing some sort of voice acting role, an unspecified role. So uh, as long as things uh, can, are continuing here, it sounds like that uh, he will be making some sort of return. We, uh, we can speculate. We have, of course uh, do, do not know if that is a, a casting as the Dark Knight himself or perhaps just in a, in a smaller role there. But that was that was nice to hear uh even mm-hmm. if it came even if it came out by him finding out that he wasn't going to be uh a part of a stream, <laughs> streaming hbo max series but nice to see that uh that mr james tucker uh, once again brought back uh, mr bader to uh to do some to do some work uh, in a in a Batman cartoon. So uh, at least when and if this does get picked up, it'll be nice to hear a, a familiar voice somewhere in the cast there uh, for a yet to be specified role.
1: That's right. Yeah. As, as far as I'm aware, this is the the first uh, first person I've seen uh, say that they are they and the way he the way he spoke about it, he had already recorded his part for it, Which I guess yeah, the show's supposed to be early was supposed to be airing. Early next year, then I, I guess that would make sense that they would already have been through the recording process, at least the initial ones. So, uh, yeah, that's that's fascinating. That's as far as we know the first uh, the first name attached as far as voice actors go. So, you add that to uh, you know to a list of really strong producers and creators as you talked about already, Cal, with James Tucker and Bruce Tim and Matt Reeves, J.J. Abrams, of course, Ed Brubaker brought on as uh, as the head writer earlier this year as well. So there's a lot of incredible talent behind the scenes. And then that uh, obviously is going to extend to the, uh, to the voice actors as well.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Last, last question here, Liam, before we wrap things up um, for you, the with them shopping this series to other potential networks or streaming services. uh, And again, I'm not a Hollywood insider. I'm not quite sure Mm. how this works, but does it concern you at all that maybe one of those other, Uh, one of those other networks might want to have a say in the content. I think one of the most exciting things that sold a lot of the classic Batman the Animated Series fans and DCAU fans on this new project, not being a DCAU continuation, was uh, in that Fandom interview where Bruce Timm said that this was guaranteed to be uh, more Batman the Animated Series than Batman the Animated Series. Uh, which read into that or, or, or certainly, you know, interpret that as you may, but it seemed to be um, a a promise of almost gloves off where, you know, they are not going to have the same constraints that they did uh, when they were a Fox kids production during Batman, Mm -hmm. the animated series. A lot of those things that we famously talked about that they weren't allowed to show or allude to or reference. Um, Do you have any fears that maybe having another network step in and have them, uh, you know, looking to this as a potential marketing tool, uh, to bring people in that they'll want to sort of tone some of that down and put a few more, uh, restraints on the creators or, or, or do you think that this, this is just going to be a, a, a one, one in all package that, Hey, if they buy it, they're willing, they know what they're getting and they're not really going to have as much say, uh, as maybe a, a, a sensor would in the, uh, in the early nineties in a cartoon.
1: Yeah, I certainly think that's a that's that's got to be a at least a possibility. Um, You know, as far as as I think there was a time certainly when especially Netflix would or uh, or some of these other streaming service was kind of give give folks a blank check and, you know, hire a big name creator and and let them make whatever they wanted and and do things the exact way they wanted to do it with with mixed results. And I don't know if that's. I think, as we've talked about with with the the financial situation of Netflix changing over the last couple of years, that might not always be the case. So, yeah, I mean, I think it, there's there's certainly a chance that if uh, you know, if if one of these services wants it specifically because they they want it to appeal more to children, or you know, they want to you know put some money into a into a toy line or get you know get involved financially with the merchandising of it. Sure, there's always the chance that they could ask if you know, hey, can we can we retake this scene and make make their less blood or less or or take out some of the language or, or things like that. I think that's that's always a possibility. I will say this show when it was originally announced was scheduled to be a co-production of hbo max and cartoon network mm-hmm. so i don't know so i i would assume it would have it wasn't necessarily meant to be a a tvma sure produced uh, produced produce show already so uh certainly it sounded like uh as far as the the content of the stories of what they were going for with the you know the the very gritty film noir the you know keeping keeping the supporting casts a, a, a little bit smaller and you know kind of kind of you know, taking down some of the the technological advancements and making it sort of more of a, a bare bones version of the character. I yeah, I mean, maybe there could be again once once toy companies and potentially another network or another streaming service starts to get involved. I think there's always the possibility that there's you know there's going to be extra cooks in the kitchen and not everyone's going to agree on a recipe. So I certainly don't think it's impossible, but. Um, as far as as far as you know having to have it edited for content or anything like that I like I said I think this was already kind of being created as a an all ages show or um, maybe you know maybe maybe 10 and up or something like that. I don't think they ever gave like a specific age range but clearly this was targeted at you know folks like like us who you know who watched the original series when we were kids and also, Probably looking to aim it at a, a new generation of kids who would be watching it now on on whatever streaming service it, it ends up on. So, yeah, I, I certainly don't think it's impossible, but I don't I don't have like a, a great fear of that. I guess if that sure. makes sense.
0: Yeah, I guess that's just one we'll have to file under. We'll see. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh,
0: yeah, very, very, very interesting times here. But uh, yeah, glad we were able to uh, get some get some good news, uh, or at least some uh, a little bit of, of good news, or seemingly good news here. We will keep you updated as we learn more here. So uh, if there's additional information that uh, happens in the next couple of weeks, we might drop a bonus episode if it deemed uh, worthy enough for us to talk about for a a few minutes. But uh, thank you everybody for tuning in today. Don't forget, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so a myriad of ways. Uh, A couple of the free ways to do so is to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review if it lets you do that. We know you can do that on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. Spotify, so you can do that. You can engage with the podcast uh, as well via social media at DCAU review on Twitter and Instagram. You can also head over to youtube.com slash the pod tower, which where you may be listening to this very episode. If you are uh, like the video and then subscribe to the channel, it helps us out. It also helps our friends out at the Watchtower database and Tim talk as well. So uh, I'm sure they'll have some thoughts on this as well in the upcoming weeks. So uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel there. Uh, if you want to support us monetarily, there is a link at the bottom of our podcast via Anchor that you can support us there. You can also uh, head over to dcaureview.com and pick up a piece of merchandise under the shop tab. Liam, it has been another fascinating conversation here. We've gone from talking about posters to tr- to, uh, to little featurettes and interviews with the creators and now just Hollywood rumors, but uh, look forward to hopefully talking about some more pleasant news in the future when it comes to Batman caped crusader.
1: Absolutely. It's been, uh, it's been fun on this journey. And like I said, the week started with some uh, with a feeling like it was a pretty dire situation. And obviously we ended the week with an update that makes the outlook look a lot, a lot brighter. So we will uh, hopefully be back not in the not too distant future to chat more about this uh, on our next bonus episode, the next time some uh, some hopefully exclusively good news about this series breaks. but either way we'll uh, I'm sure we'll have more to talk about in the coming weeks and months.
0: From your lips to high Father's ears. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget also this week we will be kicking off a, another month of Batman the animated series reviews. We are celebrating the 30th anniversary of that series uh debuting on the fox kids network man we are so old back in 1992 september of (laughs) 92 uh, was when that series first debuted and we'll be doing some more batman animated series reviews this month with a bunch of familiar uh, titles so you're not going to want to miss that so check that out this coming up starting this week on your podcast feed and at youtube.com slash the but until then i'm cal and i'm liam we'll talk to you on the next episode of the dcau review
1: bye-bye